Hello and welcome to Gravitas Wins Conversations. Today, in Being a Dad series, KK and I are going to talk about parental anxiety from dad's point of view. Anxiety is part of life. We can't avoid it. But we should learn to manage it, otherwise it can damage our families. KK and I are going to talk about the trigger points for anxieties, our coping mechanisms and so on. Before we go on, let me also set the stage and the expectations. I have two boys. KA has a son and a daughter. They are still young. Our kids are still in school-going ages. They have not appeared for board exams. We have not stood in line for hours for college admissions. We have not handled the tension of marriage and, and so on and so forth. And we are not counselors. We are not telling you how to handle anxiety in all its different forms. Then why are we doing this? To paraphrase KK, this is an exercise for our younger self and our older self. We wish someone taught us what we learned in the hard way. And we want to look back through our dad journey. In a way, this is a documentary of our journey as being a dad. Hope you find it interesting. KK, welcome to the conversation. Yeah, anxious about this conversation. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, <laughs> so I, I, I didn't know that it will trigger that kind of an anxiety attack while going through this and then preparing it. And yeah, I mean, yes, as you say, there are bits of anxiety that comes in. KK, so, let's start uh, with Joseph, this. Yeah, yeah, Joseph. So. I think when we st- when we thought about this topic, I, I mean, we also listened to some of the as well as looked at some of the reading material somebody has wrote, all of that. And even though we are not in a stage where it's, it's so overwhelming for us, but we are at a stage where maybe it is better to be aware, actually. So yeah, I think from that angle, what, what do you think are some of the trigger points uh, for anxiety in a dad, from a dad's point of view, Joseph? Like, you... One additional layer of that question is being a, a dad for a homeschooling kids. Homeschooling. I mean, that's that's a bigger decision that you guys have taken. So I have like two, three more questions follow up to that or that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, let's start with what do you think from your point of view, the trigger points for anxious. So I, again, I've been thinking about what, ever since we said, let's do this. I've been thinking about what are the trigger points for me, what I have gone through. And I'll talk about about three of the incidences. <clears throat> what I have seen is one uh, source of this kind of an anxiety can come in when you are comparing with somebody, either yourself or your kids. And I'm, we are going to talk, we are going to restrict all of these examples and all of these discussions with respect to kids. So one is when you are comparing and then you are saying, oh my God, is my kid okay? Is he on the right path? So So that's one. The second one is when you feel helpless. The situation is there. You don't know what to do. You don't have a help. You don't have an advice. Even if there's an advice, you don't know how to translate that advice into action. So so that is the time that at least I have felt anxiety. So I'll give you, you know, at least three examples. So when my son was, like when my wife was admitted for the pregnancy, the first son, obviously as, a, as the tradition has, my wife went to her 
uh, mom's house. So I was in Delhi. She was in Coimbatore. She was admitted in the hospital. We didn't know what happened. She went via train. I think the train journey from Delhi to Coimbatore probably had some effect on her body. She was admitted in the hospital for about 15 days. I was sitting in Delhi. And I didn't get any information in the sense why, what happened, when will she come out, is it normal. I didn't have any information and she was in ICU. I couldn't talk to her. Her mom will can go only once a day. And that time, probably like two, three minutes is all that I can have a call with her. And WhatsApp and all was not there at that time. So, so you know, I mean, reception was all bad. So, so that was an anxious moment. Thankfully, like now baby was born normally, no cesarean, whatsoever, normal. So that was a, a, a trigger point for anxiety. That, that 15 days was really, really dense for me. The second one was with respect to my second son, when we were in Panchkula. So he was probably like, I mean, four years or, or something. We put him in the pre-KG. So in one of the PTMs, the teacher said, you have to see a psychiatrist, child psychiatrist. I was like, I mean, it's it's big word. Why? Oh, I would call him for correcting his notes, whatever he has written. And he will come to my table and he will sleep off on the table itself. I said, that's, I mean, why would I see a psychiatrist it's a for very, that? It's a very kid, kid stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> see, there's the AC. There's a kid's rhyming music. And he is comfortable with you, so he's just slept. <laughs> but that one or two weeks, she she kept on saying, you need to have see a psychiatrist. Am I doing the right thing? I, I decided I'm not going to do it. Is it the right thing to do? Should I actually see a psychiatrist? Not. That was, again, a little bit of an anxious, anxious period where am I doing the right thing and, and so on and so forth. I do know the teacher is good because this is the teacher who helped my elder son when we moved to Panchkula she was the one who taught took a special interest on him and taught him Hindi because we went and said we don't speak Hindi here at home so she took special interest so she's a good teacher we know that she's a good teacher that's why it was difficult she's a good teacher should we take her advice ignore her advice we didn't know so that was a you know a second one I would say the third one is when my elder son for a while, when we were in Delhi, he had allergic asthma, bronchitis. So if he would eat any cake, any cream, chocolate, whatever, there was a series of stuff and he will get immediately the asthma wheezing. And there was a point where we went, it, it went to the level that in the night, half of the time I had to be awake, administer him nebulization. And half of the time my wife has to administer the nebulization. So it went on for quite long. So obviously you become disoriented because you're not sleeping in the night properly. You're going to work, coming back, too much of pressure. So that was another time which were uh, anxious. So those are the three trigger points I would say. What about you, KK? Okay, so for me, I think uh, I don't uh, able to recollect the two, three incidents, but I I would say three areas which I think that causes anxiety is one is the news right like right like you see kids child child prodigies like eight-year-old winning a chess tournament or somebody writing a program code at five years 
and a friend's daughter reading a book on her own while my kids are just learning to just write a b c d the alphabets so one is news actually the other is the friends and network actually so yeah. friends and network you can't control too much but yeah at least the news thing we can say that okay that's happening somewhere far off so the impact is somewhat lesser the third thing also which i would say is i would think like okay i grew up in a certain way and some values and other things and i feel that some of the success that we have achieved is basically because of that and then i think like are we doing enough for my kids uh, are we doing that same thing or are we trying to educate them on the values and other things so that is another point which i think sometimes causes anxiety then one more point is like differences of opinion or sometimes right like you have a certain way to bring your raise your kids while you are spouse may be having her own point of view so that somewhat also brings in anxiety right like because one you have to convince them or maybe if not possible then you have to find a compromise so always compromise means you are coming down on your standards sometimes or somebody else is coming down on their standards so it can mean anything so that's another trigger point actually like i mean how how are how much are we aligned in raising the kids but again right like my kids are too young to make any significant decision at this point but these kids who are learning uh, programming at or doing programming at 5 age 5 or reading a good book i mean full book at the age 5 or 6 still causes anxiety <laughs> i i sometimes it questions me like whether am i taking them in the right direction or am i being lazy or am i being so self fulfilled that on my own that i am not even bothering what the world is or the environment is i mean building up and of course they, they there will be some impact of that on our kids right so whether you like it or not so these are some things that i feel are trigger points for me and <laughs> joseph yeah so so the one that you talked about right especially this news of child prodigies spelling bee winners and if you see most of the spelling bee winners it will be indian in the us and oh my god so then immediately the urge would be let them learn the dictionary throw them a dictionary and let them learn all the words in the dictionary and so on and so forth so it has happened to me also so as i said whenever there's a comparison in one form or the other i've seen kids like of my elder son's age <clears throat> going for uh, horse riding or any of these kinds of uh, sports again in one form or the other right i mean child prodigy or or some form of the other or you take them along to somebody's house they are talking about their kids and then they say okay this he can do this he can do then you are like i mean why is he not doing it so i'll, I'll give you another example so as you know my younger son jerry is uh, too much into cars he knows everything about cars any car that you talk about he will you'll talk about it at least that's what i think so we went to one person's house a friend's house and her son knew lot more about cars and he was having a youtube channel on cars so the immediate urge was for me jerry why can't you start a channel you already have a channel why you already know about cars why don't you have this then i said you know that, that is transferring my anxiety 
to the kid that's not the right thing to do so it's kind of it, it doesn't happen all the time you know i do sometimes miss but i think i think that's where it is you are, you, you are absolutely right the, these kinds of comparisons whether it's our family members friends uh, news all of those things can give us that panic sometimes so actually the closer the relationships are then the impact is more <laughs> so that's why i felt actually absolutely. anything you hear in news has a lesser impact at least to some extent to me whereas if somebody within the network our network is doing then we always think right like they are also like us i mean what what's stopping yeah. our kids from so doing it so when you hear a news queen elizabeth prince charles or or william prince he does something yeah you listen to it it doesn't really affect you 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 either label them as privileged or crazy or something like that and you move on but at the same time you go for your college reunion and you hear your college mates do something or your college mates kids do something that's when you are like oh my god i should have done that why i didn't do it i am a failure there's a disappointment frustration all of that can come in so uh, why i'm saying it is the point that you talked about the news is far away but the friends and the family circle that affects more that's that's a proven psychology so to speak so joseph you you slightly touched about it but i just wanted to uh, explore this topic a little further in the context of your homeschooling environment so i mean kids i know your son's age so at this age especially boys i mean maybe i'm trying to bring in some bias but uh, i'm trying to say that okay <laughs> so the boys generally okay so they have a natural affinity to be part of the sports to be a part of the social stuff things like that so naturally if they're in school they'll get exposed to so many other things activities physical activities and other things right like the team bonding activities and other things now you're doing a, a homeschooling so don't you think that uh, also i mean what sort of anxiety that has on you like how are you managing that like do you have any anything uh, resolved for you, it now your your question has raised anxiety levels much higher for me now <laughs> i think that was partly the reason also <laughs> i can sense it objective so you are right so when we went through this homeschooling decision as you know we didn't do it from when they were yeah, i mean they did go to normal school for a while and then only for the last 3 uh, years or so we are doing homeschooling part of the blame lies with you because you introduced mahin and then i talked to mahindra and then I did this right so i, I i'm just uh, returning that favor whatever you did <laughs> so i'm equally invested in your children's growth <laughs> so <laughs> if, if if they didn't then i'm going to say it is kk uncle's mistake not mine <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so now i have uh, the so, responsibility of four kids <laughs> <laughs> so when i when we went through that particular decision journey, it was not one day decision we almost went through that for almost like 8 months so we talked about all the different angles what they will have what they will not have what we will be able to do we will not be able to do all of that we went through especially my wife and i we went through all of that kind of scenario planning what we can do what we cannot do what we can offer what we cannot offer at what stage in fact at one point in time we even thought after a certain point in time we will move to bangalore especially one particular place where there is a colony and and so on and so forth so so we went to to all of those planning because we went through all of that discussion together before taking the decision now 
facing the consequence of that decision has become a lot more easier now so now when when certain things are there either she will say my wife will say or i will say we discussed it i mean this is what it is going to be right obviously we discuss that with kids but i mean they may not really understand the significance of that particular consequence but even now when we discuss this this happens okay now now coming back to the question that you particularly asked so we are aware that we will not be able to expose to expose them to all that can happen in the school so it is not homeschooling is not school at home it's an entirely different uh, mindset it is it is not that at all school at home right so for physical activity and everything at least so during winter we are not doing much but say for example mid feb onwards what we do is we uh, the kids do exercise at home everything like you know push up jumping jacks skipping all of that my elder one he comes with me for jogging for for about 4 5 kilometers uh so so he does get that physical activity but not like say for example a sports like football or basketball or any of those kinds of stuff which what we are planning is i have like we will i'll, I'll send him to a badminton club here uh, he is interested in badminton my brother in law is interested in badminton probably my my elder son uh, got inspiration from my brother in law uh, he took him to the badminton court a couple of times so he wants to join badminton club so we are waiting for this cold winter season to be over after that we will uh, take him so it's going to be very specific rather than kind of exposing for everything it's going to be specific so that's the way we are handling it okay great good to know yeah. <laughs> uh, so so i think i think uh, like you know, I, i want to touch upon that particular point from the anxiety level what has worked for us together as a family you also talked about one has to compromise all of those kinds of stuff what i find is if we sit down and talk and we do a pre planning this is going to happen and you know these are the things that can happen you run around some of the scenarios since you are part of this gravitas wins community also one of the session that i talked about the scenario planning so if you do that scenario planning either the the future consequence will fall into any one of those scenarios or it will fall somewhere similar to that particular scenario then it becomes lot more easier yeah we have discussed it obviously at that particular moment it's become difficult but you have discussed it so it's okay we can we have to do this kind of a thing will come in the other one that has helped us uh, we we also go through the same thing like like what you said somebody will have to compromise and whoever compromises feels uh, you know i'm i'm sacrificing i'm i'm doing all of those kinds of stuff so we we kind of certain things we know i have to take care certain things the decision lies with my wife i will tell her but she's the decision making authority uh some of the things i am the decision making authority uh, so so that kind of we have we have agreed upon it so so we don't interfere in that particular uh, thing uh, so so far it has worked out fine as i said only when they bring their first their girlfriend marriage admissions you know only then that tension that agreement is going to be tested so probably we will do a session probably like 10 years down the line and then we will see where it goes yeah that makes for a very good <laughs> reunion of thoughts yeah <laughs> yes yes how do you cope up uh, kk 
so far i don't think i'm there yet actually so yeah i think a uh, few things i'm learning actually because so far the pressure has not been there uh, but yeah slowly mm. we are getting into that but, but let me ask in... you this kk yeah let me ask you this kk uh, right i mean we, you touched upon this particular point like the societal pressure yeah you have a daughter Yeah. Is there is there any pressure you need to save this much money or oh, this is a daughter anything at all that happens again so far it is not there my wife had hinted <laughs> at some point that we need to do something about it i said okay i think now anyway she is like 5 years old so mm-hmm. it's it's fine uh, so we have at least uh, some sort of saving mechanism so it's it's there for the family reserve and other things but yeah specifically to look at a special one kid versus the other what special preparation we need to do we have not gone to that level or to that extent yeah so for me i am thinking my goal at least right like the societal pressure is going to be there it's just that if my goal is okay if my kids can respect or how same set of feelings like i have for my yeah. father at least 50% of the thing then i think i have done a decent job <laughs> absolutely i I, so, i i say the same thing same thing to my kids absolutely yeah. kk yeah so so yeah i think that is the motive with which i am pursuing this journey because i mean i always also question sometimes like my father's approach versus what i am doing mm. uh, things mm. like that then there is another element to it my wife is also working so mm. are we spending enough time for the kids versus when my mother she was a homemaker so we always had her at home and to take care of nurture and care while my father was away so there is all these conflicting and different attributes that comes into the play one other angle that i am also thinking about loud these days is now that i also have taken a little bit a different career uh, decision so should we i mean should we live in a very big metro like chennai in an apartment atmosphere where as of now even though they are in kindergarten not much to be done but uh, school house school house is it's what mostly it is or maybe they will they will roam around with the apartment children so there are not many versus the sort of exposure that i got uh, living in a small town like madurai in a very protected environment like a community a campus a museum campus so it allowed me to explore a lot of things in a very protected environment versus what sort of exposure they get in a metro city like this then again the question is the the pace of the growth and i mean a lot of things is it the right decision to stay put in metro only because anyway they need to come come to the city or any metro city for them in the future most of the times versus a lot of people going to uh, here to town to build their future right like even we ourselves have all moved from tier 2 tier 3 towns to um, metros uh, so all these are something that goes yeah. through my mind i have not got any decision or i have not made any decision one way or the other right but what are your factors that that are influencing yeah. this yeah so that's a good point okay even i wanted to ask because you shifted that particular career you you become a, a freelance independent person so like i'm sure while doing that particular decision going through that particular journey of the decision making i'm sure all of these considerations also were there i mean i'm a dad of two kids and all of those kinds of stuff right the other pressure that builds anxiety is either our own or somebody else's the being a perfect dad you know husband should be the uh, breadwinner he should bring in more money 
all those kinds of what that perfect dad means and we also have either we want to emulate our dad or somebody we saw in screen and then we want to emulate them or 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 so on and so forth so we also have an image of what a perfect dad is and or or what i want to be and then we kind of compare and then always say oh i'm falling short or we we are little proud that oh you know i i didn't all of those kinds of stuff so i think that puts a lot of pressure as well the reason why i'm saying is the the decision that you talked about should i stay in a metro not in a metro it is not only about your monetary aspect your health not only about your career choices but it's also about the future of the kids so that can put a lot of pressure so for me panchkula is a tier 2 city probably like when i moved in it was probably a tier 3 city but what i found over the long period of time again you know when you are asking this question and while preparing for this particular episode as well it has actually worked out really well for me one almost everything that i need whether it is at that particular point time school church my office my office is 8 minutes drive sorry 18 minutes drive so everything for that matter the market hospital or a clinic all of these things is probably in a, in about 20 minutes either either walkable 20 minutes or drivable uh, 20 minutes turn off restaurants all of those kinds of stuff so anything that we need is somewhere nearby quality of life is really good there is no hurry bury like like what's in the metro so i have lived in bangalore chennai delhi all of these places so so i know what that uh, life is so in all of that aspect it is fantastic the one of the thing is obviously the education kids education there are plenty of schools here as well so so that even if i were to decide to go to school it's not a problem the added advantage what had happened is because it's a small city i could reach out to anybody so because of the homeschooling i take my kids to uh, workshops every industry visits and all of those kinds of stuff every quarter i go to an industry because it's a small city i can go in and i'm working in this particular company and then they will know that particular company and fine i mean come along and then i have taken them to all of these so it becomes really an advantage point yeah. for networking for raising kids as a in a homeschooling manner in all of those aspects it is it has really really worked well yeah because of internet you can also reach out to anybody so my the second son reached out to like or or did something i posted on twitter and youtube and shared on some discord and some links some of his work has been praised by some you know entrepreneurs so to speak the internet entrepreneurs and so on and so forth. so it has become a lot more easier to do all of those kinds of stuff so in lot of ways it has helped and i would highly encourage a lot of people to consider that really with with all the rising prices in bombay and and all of those kinds of stuff i really encourage True. the one thing is you are right when they touch that college and post college probably they should go to a metro city live there for a while they should do that so when i so when i think about it i asked in one of the episodes that i did i asked he is my mentor so i asked sastri who was my guest at that time so he said striking a balance between ambition and contentment is difficult when you are young you should be I mean completely 100% ambitious and as you age 
you should be content so so i'm going to follow the same principle for kids as what, well what age that should that should be <laughs> that's a, absolutely that's that's a question i'm going to go and ask him <laughs> when the when the balance shifts in content flavor favor or <laughs> so let's let's stay as this particular episode scope so in that as long as they are reaching that college age and everything i'm going to make them stay here but once they hit that 20 age i'm going to send them to bangalore or wherever like i mean wherever they want to go my, my elder one is my elder one's dreams are all here bangalore delhi whatever my younger ones is all toronto london uh, as <laughs> so, always as always ambitious the guy <laughs> <laughs> that guy is ambitious i've said i can fulfill the young, elder ones ambitions <laughs> the younger one if you want to go to toronto and london you are on your own <laughs> so i'm sure he will find a path on his own it's on that yeah. direction <laughs> yeah 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 and that puts pressure as well and anxious <laughs> true 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 we have not spoken about kids creating anxiety yet <laughs> just in the stage of okay we are getting anxious about our various other things yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so i mean we have, we have talked for about a half hour uh, do you have like this what i talked about the pressure of being a perfect dad how do you handle it because all the other things i can understand you know i mean our kids are young your kids are young uh, much younger than mine and all of those kinds of stuff but i i i struggle with this particular thing i i struggle with this even now that that what image you have as of a dad or a perfect dad how do you handle that so do you have any problem like that so far i actually this question uh, right like i thought over now also and uh, earlier also like what is to be done but i think instead of being a perfect i said okay can i be a good dad mm-hmm. right like i think that is little more easier achievable <laughs> achievable <laughs> at least something to <laughs> aspire for actually so i think uh, so that change change in uh, perspective is helping second thing is i also struggle right like who is a good dad what sort mm, of qualities mm, one mm, should mm, have mm, uh, whether mm. you call it perfect or good i mean we are trying to name it in a way, certain way to be aspiring for right like so i'm just trying to understand like should i follow my father's path or maybe or something else somebody else uh, somebody in the network whom we know somebody like you is already ahead of the journey doing something different and uh, making sure the kids are really good so this struggle is real and i don't know i have not found any answer but like i said right like maybe when my kids are like maybe in the mid 20s or 30s or yeah. late 40s if they can feel that okay my dad has been okay a respectable person <laughs> at least 50% of what i am giving it to my father then i think i think that's the time when you can even evaluate yourself on that aspect right like now you you, so, you all can build the qualities but the real test comes when what your kid says about you whether you have been a perfect dad good dad nice dad bad dad or go, okay enough dad <laughs> okay enough dad whatever it <laughs> yeah, could yeah. be right like so you, yeah. you're true you you're yeah. right so i i i feel the same <clears throat> i have enormous respect for my dad for what he has achieved what he has done he never gave up on on any of uh, those kinds of stuff we we have talked about it earlier so i have enough res- enormous respect for my dad so i keep telling my boys and my wife also if i achieve 50% of what my dad achieved i will feel that i'm i'm successful and if my kids would feel that i did 
reasonable uh, enough like like by uh, their grandfather i would be happy as well so so that's my benchmark i don't have any great i think ambition. we are we are setting the same goals for ourselves <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> finally kk parting thoughts anybody who is struggling with this dad anxiety any any thoughts anything at all so few things which i would say is although i am not in a situation to give advice <laughs> but few things i think would work right like one is to stay a little away from the news and trying to compare ourselves one thing with second thing is we also spoke about this family culture and values and other things so if we can build something on that angle right like so one is actually creating the future the mm. other is getting people ready for the future i mean building the qualities for the kids so that because future we don't know like what it will be so and i don't think we are in a position to create the future also at least not sure but uh, for sure we can create a, a good a solid foundation um, build the qualities for the kids so that they can thrive in any atmosphere uh, because adaptability flexibility learnability and uh, all the lot of uh, qualities uh, can be actually uh, groomed when you are building the family values and culture and things like that so i think focusing on that could be um, a better way to uh, look at it and then yeah i'm sure all of us go through this journey we all have our doubts so meeting like minded folks like you or somebody within their network and everyone right like they will always have their sounding board and other things so if you have a wider network both sides right like sometimes you may need to talk to some elder woman who has agreed of the journey so to understand okay why sometimes your wife is behaving certain way with your kids right so maybe that will also help instead of talking only to the parents i mean dad side so talk to some of the earlier moms right like so i think those are something which i feel could be helpful uh, absolutely yeah. absolutely so i'm going to summarize that and and that's a uh, perfect uh, place uh, to end this particular conversation is that the only thing that has helped us i also shared the same thing and then kk also shared that what has helped us is one i don't think you can stop comparing but at least you can eliminate as much as possible if you can do that probably keep the news at a far distant stop comparing yourself with others that's one second have a sounding board within your network it would be better with whom you can talk you can ask advice so have a sounding board and build a family culture whatever culture that you want that will actually be a antidote to a lot of anxiety that can come in so that's a perfect uh, answer and uh, if you want to learn about how to build a family culture we did an episode the previous episode i will make a link to it as well so please watch that as well uh, thank you kk thank you joseph i hope you find this conversation interesting if you find the conversation interesting and useful can you please subscribe rate and review this episode and don't forget to share the podcast with others wish you a happy dad journey